0: Welcome to Two Slices, a simple podcast with a couple of guys. I'm Sean. And I'm Roger. And we're here to serve you up our thoughts on what we're reading, what we're thinking, and what we're up to. Let's see where we go from here. Thanks for joining us for The Slice.
1: All right, and here we are, and it is episode three, Sean can you believe it, of the Two Slices podcast?
0: Already, here we go.
1: Episode three already, my friend. And it's been a, uh, a short a short little uh, time since we've got together, but not to those listening to our podcast and subscribing, which you should be doing because we are now everywhere. All the platforms, Spotify, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, you name it, we're there Two slices is out there. Two slices podcast, man, we're we're in the world. We're out there in the internet.
0: All over the place. <laughs> you were just telling me we can even talk to Alexa and bring up two slices podcast. So yes. we're going to be trying that out. So
1: absolutely,
0: everyone listening, give that a shot. We 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 love technology and, and seeing where it goes.
1: Absolutely. So Sean, if somebody's tuning in to two slices for the first time, what is this podcast?
0: So what we're doing is we're talking through just places of life, things like what we're reading, what we're thinking, um, what we've been up to, and just kind of sharing back and forth. Roger and I are good buds and uh, come at things from a really complimentary kind of viewpoint. You and I see things differently, but really complimentary most of the time. Sure. I think we challenge each other. I oh, think yeah. we, we both have a voice that resonates with people around us. Uh, and it's just really fun dialoguing and kind of seeing where things go. Uh, sometimes it leads to some some just having fun talk and then some inspirational talk and it's just kind of part of who we are. So that cool. that's really when you're tuning in, you're gonna get you're gonna get something uh, that's positive, something that we feel like we want to talk about, uh, and uh, and just see where each conversation goes.
1: So then that leads me to my first question: What have you been up to, man? Yeah, what's, what's this past week been involved with you?
0: Well, to all the listeners out there, so we uh, haven't done a podcast here, Roger and I. In a couple weeks now, this is probably going to be released sequentially, but week by week. But there's been a little, been a little of time and space of a couple of weeks, and so in that time, I went on vacation. Loved it. Nice. We so, you know went on a vacation here in July and just had an amazing time. Uh, my wife and I traveled to Costa Rica. And uh, we love traveling. Uh, I love traveling different places. I don't know about you. I just find traveling gives me some fresh perspective, sort of those things in life that seem larger than life. When I get away, and even if it's just a drive an hour or two away, things just come into proper perspective, kind of shrink down to the level that they should be. Um, yeah. But traveling, aside from that, too, is just really fun. So we went down to uh, to, to vacation. We stayed at this place. We wound up doing uh, a bunch of things like waterfalls and hikes. Uh, I went to a coffee farm that was fascinating to me. (laughs) I love coffee, huge, huge coffee advocate out there for those of you who are also, I highly recommend, uh, going to a coffee farm. So we went to a coffee farm in Costa Rica and it was really, really cool. They actually showed, um, it was like this private little tour on this little local farm. And, uh, this guy showed us kind of what happens from, uh, when the, the the fruit is ripe like when you pick it and then the five six steps it takes wow. to become coffee that you can actually brew
1: I was just how long does that take from when it's ripe on the vine till you're sipping it till you're just enjoying life yeah. right uh, those coffee roasters and brewers out
0: there you guys know this way better than me but what we were learning was it takes a minimum of about two weeks okay and that's if like it's really ripe because he told us it actually has to be buried in the ground right when it's ripe it's they bury it in the ground to ferment it and wow. i just i was just like i had no idea that so much little science goes into the coffee that I enjoy every day. So it was amazing. And then we drank coffee, like wrote we ground, we ground some and then fresh. And this is like a hand over. turn. It was a, it was a hand, grinder. hand grinder, yeah. So it's like I have this picture out there. I sent it to some friends, and I may have put it on social media, I think I did, of just this old school grinder that is just nothing but muscle and the <laughs> the joy of that fragrant smell hitting your nose. Uh, and then we—they have this really neat. It was like a pour over, um, that you put the coffee beans, the grounds in this like sack, and then you slightly uh, pour over your your hot water. And while you're pouring it, someone else is slightly stirring it, and it kind of goes through this sack into uh, the, the 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 kind of uh, wow pitcher beneath it, yeah, the, the, the pot. And uh, so we, and then we just drank it and right I, away. I, it's,
1: what What it's is that beautiful. first sip like of something that's just been
0: roasted? And you, you know what it's like? It's like there's no bite to it. It's super smooth. Like just <laughs> like I could have drank oh, a man. gallon of it, and just because it's so tasty and enjoyable, uh, as opposed to some coffee that like kind of has more bite to it or maybe is really flavored. This was like so smooth. You, I felt like I felt like I never drank real coffee before when I drank this. And so uh, those of you, again, I, I know some, I have some friends that actually roast coffee. Uh, my friend Matt roasts his own beans. So like, right. this is new to me. Maybe it's not revelatory to other people, but it was amazing. <laughs> we had such a great time and uh, really came back refreshed and recharged. So it was, it was a great week away.
1: Oh, vacations. What are those, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm paying for a wedding this year. And you so are, you there's are. There's no, no vacation time for Roger. Mm. <laughs> Oh man! So well, that's awesome, man. That is really cool. I have been fighting vacuums at work. That's what I've been up to. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, so I work in a very small office, a small little office here on the east side of Columbus, and I, I got in there before everybody was there this morning. Actually, it, actually, no, it was yesterday. This happened, and I'm making my pot of coffee. So I take out the old coffee filter with the you know it's coffee theme this morning for this podcast right for today and so i'm taking out the you know the used like drip bun kind of coffee filter that's got all the grounds and when i go to pull it out and put it in the trash it tears and hits the side of the trash thing and half the grounds go Mm. in the trash Mm. and half go out on the carpet in the break room right i'm like oh Okay, way to start the day, Roger. So I go and I find this dirt devil that I think was purchased in about eighty six or eighty seven. You know, <laughs> it's at least fifty years old. This dirt devil, and I think, well, I'll just sweep it up. And so I, I get the dirt devil and I plug it in, and I, and I'm sweeping, and I notice that it's like it sweeps it up, but then I'm seeing coffee grounds all over all over the floor to my right and to the left, and I, I'm like, what is? And I look down. And there is no plastic shield like encasing where that takes all the stuff. So all I'm doing is sucking the coffee up and throwing (laughs) it into the air everywhere. And so I'm like, "Oh, you gotta be kidding me!" So then the search begins for a broom. There's no, I can't find a broom anywhere. I'm gonna have to bring in a vacuum from the house just to clean our break room so did you have to come
0: home and get a get a vacuum no we just sweep it it up it was
1: in one area off to the side and when our owner came in i was like steve here's the deal man we got coffee (laughs) in the break room the dirt devil's broke he's like oh yeah i forgot about that you know and anyway (laughs) it was not pleasant and then i go to make the coffee and there's no coffee in the office anywhere Dude, I was about to ready to just go. That's the real pain. I was about That's to go make a run point. to Kroger. It's a longer funny. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, a lot of work for Roger right now and fighting with coffee machines and.
0: Planning a uh, wedding. Planning
1: a wedding, paying for a wedding, mm-hmm. realizing you will not vacation for a year or two, mm-hmm. but it's all good. I'm going to give my daughter this gift that she'll. Cherish hopefully the rest of her <laughs> life. So yeah, we'll sacrifice a year or so of vacations for that. But hey, it's all good, man. It's all good. So man, so what? So what else? What have you been? I'm curious. Part of two slices, our slices of life, is what have you been reading? What is there anything you've been reading that's been jumping out to you?
0: Yeah. So I've been reading uh, a couple books. So I. Um, maybe some of you out there do this, Roger. Maybe you do it, but I've been reading off my Kindle again, and nice. so so now, I went. You, now
1: is the Kindle like physically audibly reading to you, no. or you're looking and actually I'm looking reading? and reading? Okay,
0: yeah. Okay. So I'm looking and reading at a Kindle. Um, that. Has a bunch of books on it, and so I've been purchasing books and putting it on my Kindle. Gotcha. And it, it really, the spirit behind that, at the heart was because I was going on vacation, and I was like, I don't want to carry all these books. Oh, I've done all the books, up. yeah, I've done that before. Where like you load up the carry ons, you get super ambitious, you're like, Oh, I'm gonna read this book, I'm gonna read that book. I was thinking about this, I haven't read that. Oh, this is gonna be amazing. Oh, I can do this, and you bring four, five, six books, and you barely crack one of them. <laughs> and so, <laughs> exactly I was like, You right. know what? I, I've those days are behind me, and I need to rediscover my Kindle now, when I travel. Let's
1: talk to technology here uh-huh. what what which kindle do you have man oh
0: i have like a 2014 kindle <laughs> i have like i have a kindle that like i don't think is even like available for updates anymore But can you
1: read it like out on the beach and yeah sun? you can okay so, so you must have like a paper white then one I, of the versions of a paper white i probably. have no
0: idea but my kindle is literally i looked it up because i found it in my desk drawer i was telling i was telling my wife i was like i'm gonna find my kindle i got a kindle around here i used to read it a lot it's been a minute but i'm gonna find that And I couldn't find it. And like two days before we were leaving, I found it like deep in the recesses of like a drawer halfway on my desk, you know, reached under there, got it, was super pumped, charged it up. And then I looked up like the model number because I was like, "Can this thing? Does this have a backlight?" And it doesn't. So it's actually really hard to read in normal <laughs> lighting. Like you have to be real, like right next to a light oh, or outside. Yeah. But it shines outdoors. It's amazing. There's no glare.
1: Oh, that's great. Oh,
0: it's beautiful. You can read it really, really well. So I loaded up on some books and uh, and and was reading that, you know, for a good week, almost every single day. And now I just I've readopted. I have readopted nice. my Kindle. Nice. I, I read so it every day. So I must have
1: now. the year version after that mine's old as well but i have one that's backlit so i can lay in bed at night with the lights off and read it fine okay and uh yeah well that's cool and so what have you been
0: reading so i've been reading a few books one i read an amazing novel that i personally loved uh it's called the hail mary project
1: oh isn't that a great did you read it yes
0: i've read it it's unbelievable so it's it's by author andy weir who a lot of us out there read
1: his first book
0: Uh, The Martian? Yes. No, but obviously I've seen the movie many times. So for those of you out there, Andy Weir wrote the book The Martian. Uh, He wrote a second book that I read called uh, Artemis. And yeah, it, I
1: read Ar- Artemis, too.
0: Okay, so I read Artemis. I thought it was okay. okay I didn't yeah. blow my hair back.
1: Hail Mary is great. Hail
0: Mary Project was yes, unbelievable. So, so for, great. for those of you who are listening, it, it's basically like sci-fi based in real science. So if you've ever seen the movie The Martian with Matt Damon, right. it's like it's like they make you think you can probably do this stuff because the science it's not like laser beams fighting aliens right it's really kind of reality-based science that pushes the envelope to like a new place like what if we could do this or what if you discovered this and anyway so i love that totally addicted to that book powered through the whole thing um i read uh, another book that i started um was it's called 50 people every christian should know
1: oh nice
0: yeah and what it is i i personally love biographies and they're like fifty miniature biographies. Each of them are like seven to ten pages. And they're about people that you might not know, that you probably don't know. And so things like the first one was about Martin Luther's wife.
1: Nice. About
0: I just had no idea, right? Yeah. About you you might if you study history, Martin Luther, you might know but I just have anything really and are these to like- know about him other than that
1: three to five page biographies they're like
0: yeah maybe seven pages seven pages seven eight nine pages so they're like yeah they're like 50 of them and so i've just been enjoying kind of reading kind of the no names of the history and just really finding like wow what significant contributions they made to sort of a, a certain area or sector that i just didn't know that that was kind of the person behind it so that's been really fun to read
1: too that is really cool so I've I've actually been reading fiction as well too. I started uh, back into another reread, and this will get into what I've been watching. But i started another read for the umpteenth time of the Lord of the Rings series by really? J.R.R. Tolkien. Really, I, I know that they're bringing Amazon is bringing out the uh, Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power show this fall, and um, they have spent. An obscene amount of money on this on this TV show. So j- just to just to blow your mind, if you don't know this in our listening audience, I'm a little bit of a tech nerd, movie nerd, TV nerd. I'm sorry, but I am. But anyway, just for the rights to all the Tolkien material, Amazon spent 250 million dollars, and they bought complete rights to everything Tolkien has ever released. Okay, season one alone. Of the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, they have spent $450 million what? on season one alone. Oh, my god! <laughs> so it's, it's, it's either going to really... It's going to hurt Jeff Bezos a little bit or not.
0: It just change the world of, <laughs> of fiction. Or
1: your Amazon packages are going to start costing you. Right.
0: <laughs>
1: wow. Oh, but anyway, so I started back through and I had just forgotten how good, it's been about 10 years since I've read the Lord of the Rings series, and I've probably read it six, eight times in my lifetime. I just have forgotten how good the prose are in that book, how it me, because, you know, I saw the movies and, you know, and you get amped up for those, and those are more Hollywood epic and very enjoyable, love those, right? But the books are so good, how he meanders through this world, and he doesn't, it's not like it's not like a three act, you know, let's get it done. it's He's just taking his time and and I mean, just something as simple as him mentioning the tobacco of the hobbits, and he'll spend two pages about all the different brands and all the different kinds and how it transformed over the years and who invented it and it, and it has nothing to do with the story. He does that with so much stuff, you know. He goes into all the characters and the genealogies and the people and all the different hobbits. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is crazy, right? Mm. And so I've just been loving the Lord of the Rings books. I, I just, the like, again, the prose is so good in those books and um, uh, very enjoyable for me. So, mm. yeah. I, have you ever read the Lord of the Rings at all?
0: I've read The Hobbit. I read The Hobbit in high school. Okay. Uh, and then I'd never, I never dived into the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, so but well, the Hobbit-,
1: Hobbit is good, and it's similar, but it's different in the sense of the Lord of the Rings is is just much. It's just a lot deeper. It's that world much deeper. You know, it is. It is. Yeah.
0: There's a lot more to it as far as volume of yep. writing.
1: All right, man. Well, this I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying the podcast so far, and you know, I'm I, I can't believe you read it. You read *Hail Mary* project.
0: Oh, the first thing I did after I read it was I went online. I'm like, they've got, to, they're gonna make this into a movie, because it's it's really well executed. It's well written. It's thoughtful. It's original, oh, yeah. um, but it has so much kind of um, relatability to a right. lot of the characters, the story, this and that. And I'm like, if they made *The Martian*. They're gonna make this movie. I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. the, his second book, I wouldn't recommend. I'm like, they're not i am like they are not going to make okay. that. It okay. Yeah. yeah, maybe a miniseries someone makes. Yeah, the, the,
1: people don't care about the moon and what's happening. It's just, yeah, there.
0: and it wasn't. It was cool, but it wasn't that. It didn't draw me in as hard. Right. This. So I went on, and they are somewhere. They already got the movie right. Oh, of course. And and uh, Ryan Gosling is gonna is supposedly gonna play like, the central character. Yeah. Um, now yeah. now,
1: if you like stuff in that harder science fiction. Speculative fiction, where they try to base it in reality to a certain degree, I would recommend uh, Neil Stevenson Neil Stevenson's book Seven Eves. Okay, and um, it's an interesting read. Um, I I I did not like the third act of the of the book. I thought it was way too short and wished it would have been longer. But the book itself was eight hundred pages or something, so it's a little dense. Yeah. But, and this is giving nothing away because it's the very first sentence of the, uh, of the book, is the moon explodes into like six parts. Something hits the moon and it explodes. And they come to the realization in about three days that they've got about two to three years until the moon decides to come to the earth and it's going to rain fire on the, around the whole planet for a thousand years. So, so like so, so there's like no yeah they so the global community has to come together and figure out a way to survive a thousand year fire rain you know over the whole earth kind okay. of deal. yeah very good All right. um you know there just trigger warning there's a little it gets a little political toward the uh, end of the book Uh, But I love the speculative fiction side. I just love people who, somebody who who sat down and thought through this, what were the greatest scientific minds? And they come up with three three things they're going to try to survive this thousand year uh, reign of fire. Mm -hmm. So it's called Seven Eves. Pretty good. Pretty good deal. Oh, man. So, okay, let's jump into the meat of the podcast. I want to get to the meat of it here for just a few minutes and talk about this. You had a post on social media this week that I really, really liked a lot, uh, really spoke to me, and so I wanted to talk about it with you and have, see if you would just expand on it a little bit. Um, for those of you in our listening audience who don't know this, and you can expand on this if you want, Sean, but you've worked in the financial roles most of your adult life in some capacity or another. You know, you do that in, in, in yeah. where we serve together at, at, at our church. But you also do that for businesses and all kinds of stuff. And you've been a financial advisor and just you've done all kinds of finance stuff. Right. And you shared um, you shared some things. Let me just read the post real quick. It says uh, in 17 years of various financial roles from investment accountant to director of finance and executive pastor. Here are a few slices. I like how you slid that word slices in. Here are a few slices in the journey towards financial wholeness that I've discovered along the way and learned to live by. I hope it helps you. So let me just share some of those and have you comment on that. The first one you wrote was, have a vision, discover your why. What 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 does that mean to discover your why?
0: So discover your why, have a vision. Um, it, it's really hard to move to a place that you don't have a vision to be in. So it, it's... You, you, Discovering your why is, what do I want to do? Why do I want to have financial wholeness, financial freedom, financial prosperity, whatever that thing is right. that you're pursuing? Right. Maybe it's it starts, maybe not real big picture, it starts with, let me, let me focus on getting to a place in life where more of my money is going to what I want it to go to instead of going to debt. Right. But what do I want it to go to? What is my why? Because why do I want to do why? Why? So some people it's going to be, um, I just, uh, I want to be able to travel more other people. It's going to be, I want to be able to take care of my family. Uh, other people it's going to be, I just don't, I, I want the freedom to be able to have more, um, in more, more influence of my own life. But right now I got to pay all this other stuff off. Right. discovering your why is generational too. You know, Hey, I want to leave an inheritance to my children's children and not everything has to be multi-billion dollars. That's, that's really not. But for some people, that's maybe what they want to pursue is, is extravagant wealth to impact the world around them.
1: I I know. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I know for me, my why has changed over the years for a large part of my life in my twenties and thirties. And even into my forties, my, part of my mind was destiny 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 oriented get it do well be successful have a house you know raise children all that kind of stuff now i'm entering to my early 50s and i become much more my why has changed and it's more legacy what am i going you, you you triggered that thinking in me what am i going to leave for my children when i'm not around any longer um, you know, how can I position to them where my ceiling becomes their floor that they stand upon, you know?
0: Yeah. And so we tend to live currently in decisions that we made three to five years ago, really kind mm. of across the board. That's good. And, and like, and something like finances is, is no different. Right. You know, what, what we have a plan for is what we're pursuing. And there's a great verse that's totally true. It says, without a vision, we cast off restraint. Yeah. So the idea is, what when I look into my future, what do I, what do I want it to look like? And so that's going to be the why behind your decision making. Because with a vision and finding your whys, that, like you said, really well, can change and shift. And you want to chart right. a course that you're keeping that in front of you and reevaluating it through different right. seasons of life. Well, you need to keep that in front of you because there's going to be points of pain. There's going to be points that feel like, did I make a good decision? Is this the right way still? And revisiting that why gives a little bit of purpose maybe to some of those seasons of pain, those seasons of waiting or those seasons of kind of you're sowing into your future, yeah, but you're not, absolutely. you're not reaping it just yet. Yeah. Or you're you're <clears throat> sacrificing to maybe get out of debt or you're sacrificing to start a business or, fill in the, or, or just step into a new career path or a new company. And that's why the why is so important because we got to keep our eyes sometimes on a vision.
1: And if we're looking at financial wholeness, one of the things you said was live below your means. So yeah. for somebody that may not understand what that means, you know what what that means. Haha, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> what is that proposition? Live below your means. I think living below your means is
0: if you make a certain amount of money that you're not you're not going paycheck to paycheck. Meaning, you are going to live in such a way that you can afford. Let's just let's just use some real, you know, kind of loose numbers. You can afford uh, a, a two thousand dollar mortgage. You can afford that. You right. could clear that hurdle. However, if you live at that place, you're leaving yourself very little margin for the surprises of life financially. Yeah. So living below your means is is having a vision for that's so good. What what do I want? Do I want to be able to have passive income? Maybe so that may be coming through investments. Right. Be, passive income is amazing because passive income can come through investments. Um, I, I like to think of it as engaged passive income. There's no. Okay. Pa, there's very little passive income. There's a lot that's selling you out there saying passive income is the best. It's the ultimate dream. Right. There's no such thing as as truly disengaged income, though. So engaged passive income oh, okay. is, a, is something different. So that explain that.
1: Explain that a little bit to so, me. So
0: so disengaged passive income is a, is the idea that if I just put my money, if I do this one thing, money will always come in, and I won't have to do anything. It's just it's just always going to be. It's like the mail. Right. It's, every single day, it's going to come in. That is a really poor approach to stewarding. An opportunity. Okay. Instead, it's being engaged. Now it doesn't mean it's your full-time 80-hour week job or 40-hour week right. job or even yes. a 20-hour week job, but I'm I'm engaged with that space, whether it's real estate or investing in the stock market, that I I I'm engaged with that world. It's not just out there somewhere spinning. I'm actually right. engaged with how it's doing. And, and for me personally, I'm praying and, and just listening to the Lord if there's any movement that I need oh, to make in good. that process. So engagement is different than the sweat of your brow, right? We're not talking about... Doing it by the sweat of your brow, but that level of engagement's good. So living below your means is having room in your life for things that you want to do. What do I want to do? I want to be able to travel with my wife. I want to be able to give my daughter the wedding her dreams. Right? Yeah. Like you want to be able to do those things. So by living below your means, you position yourself. So I have to make a decision.
1: I have to make a decision that, and I have to adjust habits, behaviors, what those kind of things to live at that place to where I can reach my end goal.
0: Or exactly, you have to adjust and sometimes that means I'm going to produce another stream of income. Right. Because I have a vision of doing this and right now my income doesn't support it. I'd have to max I have to like max out my means to get there. So in order to help me get there, you know what does that look like to to find another stream of income in life. So.
1: Wow. And you know for different people that's different things, but it isn't always you have to work three jobs. There's things that you can do. Absolutely. You know, you don't necessarily, because I, I think for so long, maybe the generation um, that that preceded me, my parents and my grandparents, their only their only options were I worked my nine to five if I wanted something else and I didn't adjust my expenses, I had to take on the part time job at night or I had to get a weekend job and I worked those extra jobs to achieve that. And there, and this is probably a whole nother podcast. We could talk about this. There are a lot of other ways to have that income than just going up and having another job. But I love what you said passive income still needs some engagement. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's it, that's it really so does. good. And there's something there's something powerful about being engaged. You know that you're part of there, there's a growth curve that happens. There's a lot of learning. There's a lot of learning curves. There's a lot of things like failing and learning that I need to get back up. Well, that
1: was one of the things you said was failing forward.
0: Failing forward, yeah. And that's there's a great book by John Maxwell called I yes. think it's called Failing Forward. Yeah, um, great book. But the idea there is. You know, it's just you're going to be learning, and that's okay. Yeah. And rather than see a failure as fatal or as final, or um, just takes the wind out of you that you you get disengaged, fail forward, knowing that. Listen, right. part part of part of financial wholeness of of pursuing a debt free life, maybe, or or limiting your your debt, or or just fulfilling the why and using your finance to fulfill the why and vision for yeah. your life. Yeah. Yeah. There's just risk involved. There's growth involved. There's going to be times that you're going to make a decision that's the best of your ability, might be the right one, but it flops. Right. Those are opportunities that it's it's not that you are incapable or ill-equipped to continue moving towards that vision or that dream. There's just some learning that you have to do that 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 can only come through perseverance. Oh, that's so so good, Sean. So sometimes failing forward, keep swinging, like. You know, I, I, Hall of Fame baseball players are in the Hall of Fame. They hit over 300. That's one yeah. out of every three pitches. About yeah. they get a hit. <laughs> I mean, that means that means two thirds of what they're yes. doing, they're constantly failing. Yes. Sixty-six, 70% of the time, they're constantly failing.
1: <laughs> Ten times yet, they came to the plate, seven times they got out.
0: That's right. And <laughs> yet, in, in the baseball world, they are the best of the best. Right. And and often, its I think it's that way, too, in finances and life and business and kind of those, those dreams and career stuff of our life that... You know, it's not the person who's failing that's the problem. It's the person that's not getting up. Right it's,
1: now, there's a couple more. We're we're getting long on time, but there I, are a couple more I really want you to talk about. Okay, and let me let me pull them up here. I like this you said. Um, Where's it? Uh, crush it in secret. What does yes. that mean? What does it mean to crush yes. it in secret? That,
0: now that is a personal like mantra. Okay, um, but for me that means be really successful without. Just going out and letting the world know,
1: what you mean? You can do that in this social media world that we live
0: in. It's very different. It's a different train of thought. But I I truly believe that, (laughs) you know, if the outward Uh, appearance is the end goal, right, then that's going to be something that we're always looking to give us that little, little, you know, adrenaline rush, that little serotonin fill that pick us up because somebody liked your thing or that they know, you know, you're successful and stuff like that. And I'm, I love achievement. I think achievement is a healthy driving point. But for me, when I put, put crush it in secret, it's like the personal satisfaction that I get from achieving a goal is, is for me what fills my tank more than wow. other people giving me adoration for my relatively small goal accomplishment. Yeah. And that's not to say that you can't share great things, but for me, the majority of the time, crush it in secret, look to be successful when no one else is looking and let people come up to you and ask you questions because awesome. they, because they see, wow, like, Man, it doesn't it just doesn't feel like you're carrying around the same amount of stress as so and so or or you know that sort of thing. And and so crush it in secret is just a personal mantra where I and part of it is and I'm introverted, part of it's that too. And so there's nothing <laughs> wrong with sharing success. I want to be really clear about Shit. that. But for me, that just sharing success isn't the goal of success. Crushing it in seeker is yeah. really my goal, and then I get to share to encourage other people in it too. That's so good, and, and 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 also you share your you know the same way that you share your successes. It's like you share your failures too. I share more failures than I do successes, because for me that is where I grow the most, and the successes are the things I I, I tend to keep to myself because I just love enjoying the sacrifice along the way.
1: That's so good, Sean. Uh, to wrap this thought up, the last three things you put, I really, really like a lot. You said partner with God in all your decision making, give all the glory to God, and stay humble and remember who you are. Expand on that just a little bit as we wrap up the podcast.
0: Yeah, so partner with God in your decision making. That's just a core value that I've learned over over my life, and you know, I, I've just found that when I make decisions and before I arrive at a decision. I'm going to be talking to Jesus about it. I want to talk to God. I want to hear to the best of my ability what he has to say about this idea. And I want to partner with him. Right. And it's just so funny. I can look in my life and decisions that that I didn't do that, like the, not, not only were they like not, a good decision, like the meaning they didn't, they didn't um, bear fruit. They didn't kind of give you an end result you wanted. They like brought failure to an extreme level, like you know, <laughs> just, and even little things too. You're like, sure. and you're just like, oh my goodness! Every time I just I partner with God, I find that that my, that I am enjoying the process that I'm on that journey more, and I find that I'm, I'm usually able to. I kind of go to the 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 finish line with a little bit more grace than i am when i'm just trying to piece it together so partnering with god for me is a non-negotiating part that's you know just just pursuing him in decisions big and small um and not sitting around like a a soldier where like if i don't hear something i can't do it but really like if i'm nervous about if i have like a check in my spirit I just won't move forward. But if I don't, I'm going to do everything I can to to feel like, okay, God, yeah. are you in this or not? So, and give all glory to God. That's just one of those things where it's like the next line, you know, stay humble, remember who you are.
1: Well, these are your core values. Of who these you are my are. core values personally.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, so that's just sort of something that um, I just find. I find that things are more fulfilling to me personally when it's not about me. Wow. And and that's not to be to kind of walk around a false humility. It really is like it's a joy to give God glory for these wins and victories. His word says that, you know, he gives us the power to create wealth. That It's when you really drill down, it is it is really not about me. Um, and that's a really exciting thing for me to live by. Right. And, and then stay humble and remember who you are. This is just one where I've seen some people. It's interesting the way that like success, and, and we're talking specifically in finances, can can change someone into someone that sort of disconnects from their own journey of how they got there they they for we can easily forget like the pain the strife like the journey of getting where we're going and there's something really great about remembering who we are where we're yeah. going but also yeah. like where we came from right and, and and that is what i'm talking about there of of staying humble remembering who you are that that it is uh it, it's a journey that we're on when it comes to this stuff and, uh, I don't know that there is this arrival point that we get to change who we are, but along the journey, we do get changed into who we're becoming, which is, which is really, I believe the end goal of success and finances, uh, is, is being, being transformed into a, a person yes. that can handle yes. those things.
1: That's so good. But
0: without forgetting where we came from, yeah, I think it's, absolutely. I think, I think that's really awesome. I, I, I just really, really love, you know, when I, when I think of that, uh, of one it feels like wow like i really have grown personally and that that to me is really really encouraging and then i can look back and be like yeah You know, yeah, like I was I was the guy that made all the wrong mistakes early on. So, you know, maybe I should have some grace for myself (laughs) and for others, too. that are going through that journey. So
1: that's so good, Sean. Well, if you're okay with it, I think in our show notes, I'll just put that list of a list of things. So so if you're listening to the podcast, check the notes. You know, you should be able to flip your iPhone up and it'll have the show notes there. And uh, we'll list some of those uh, some of those thoughts. Um, reach out to us. We are we are slowly getting set up with our Facebook page and our our Twitter account, our Instagram account, our you know all of those social media accounts. We're probably not going to do TikTok. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Unless Sean wants to do TikTok. I actually,
0: I learned so much from TikTok. I have a TikTok account and I I go on there and i like, oh my gosh, I'm like learning life hacks all the time. Like how to open that thing, that jar better and little silly things like that. But yeah, we're on social media. uh, So we'd love to hear from you guys. If you guys want to go out to Facebook and follow us and like us. Uh, We'll be able to put some notes and things like this over time and just let you guys kind of in on the happenings here as we go.
1: Awesome. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week's Two Slices. I'm Roger. And I'm Sean. And we'll see you next time.